Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. Paul was on his second missionary journey with his new partner, Silas, revisiting places where he had planted churches on his first trip and then looking to take the gospel into new territory. When they had traveled through the region of Galatia, he intended to continue further east into Asia, but the Spirit of God kept pointing them west until finally they came to the coastal town of Troas, the extreme northwestern point of the continent. That night in Troas, God used a dream to lead Paul across the water into what we now know as the continent of Europe. Paul's team sailed the Aegean Sea until they reached the northernmost point of the sea, landing at a city called Philippi. They set out on the Sabbath to find where the Spirit of God was leading them. They came to the banks of a river, and they discovered a group of women who had come there to pray. Paul and Silas sat down near them, introduced themselves, and began to share the gospel. One woman was especially captivated by Paul's message. She seemed to hang on every word. By the time Paul had finished, the woman was overwhelmed. She went and got her family, and they were all saved and baptized. Then the lady, named Lydia, pleaded with Paul and Silas to come to their home and stay with them while they were in Philippi. Paul's team rejoiced that God had done such a great work in Lydia's family. As Paul and Silas walked the streets of Philippi, a young woman began to follow them. And every time they'd try to witness to someone, she would loudly yell, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Paul couldn't speak to anyone about Jesus without this woman creating a huge interruption. Finally, after several days of this, Paul cast out the unclean spirit that possessed her. This caused quite a stir because some men in the town had been using her demonic psychic powers to make money. And now, because of Paul, her fortune-telling days were over. The men took Paul and Silas and brought them before the rulers, accusing them of all sorts of crimes. As the large crowd mocked and jeered, the rulers stripped Paul and Silas' clothes and shouted, These men must be beaten for their crimes! They whipped Paul and Silas mercilessly, and then they threw them into the prison and told the jailer, Make sure these men don't escape. The jailer shoved Paul and Silas into a secure cell and slammed the heavy door behind him, locking it shut. As the sun went down, these two servants of Christ lay there on the floor of that cold, dark, nasty prison cell. About midnight, the other prisoners heard a voice in the darkness. Lord Jesus, you're so good to me. Then a second voice said, Yes, amen. They couldn't believe these two guys were even alive. Lord, we're so blessed to suffer for you. You died for us. This is such a small price to pay for the privilege of serving you. Oh, how we love you. It seemed like the longer they prayed, the stronger they got. Father, in the name of Jesus, do a work that brings glory to your name and causes the people of this city to put their faith in you. Then they heard those two voices singing. 
I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. I will call upon the Lord. The singing grew louder and stronger. Then suddenly, everything began to shake. An earthquake. The walls of the prison began to crumble. The foundation was crushed. The doors broke open, and everyone's shackles broke free. The prisoners could have escaped, but they were too scared and amazed to move. Then there was a commotion in the darkness, and a voice cried, Oh, no! There was the sound of a sword being pulled from its sheath. Right away, Paul knew that the jailer assumed that all the prisoners had escaped, and he was going to take his own life. So Paul called out, Wait! We're all here! Suddenly, they saw the jailer with a light, rushing through the opening where the door had been. He crumpled to the floor in front of Paul and Silas, and then he jumped back to his feet, pulled them out into the open, and he asked one of the most resounding questions in the history of the church. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas answered with words of even greater resonance than the question. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. The jailer took them home to his house. And as his family cleaned and bandaged their wounds in the wee hours of the morning, Paul and Silas led them all to Christ. Then in the darkness, they all walked down to the river, and these new believers were all baptized. They returned to their house, and they enjoyed a meal together. The next day, Paul and Silas were set free by the authorities. And with Lydia's family and the jailer's family, the foundation had been laid for one of Paul's favorite churches, the Church of Philippi. Christian, many of your darkest paths are designed to enable you to point someone to the light of salvation. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.